It's episode two of the Davis Locker Feel Good Film Series, and I got one question for you. Are you ready to raise the Goblet of Rock? Slap on the bass. You've just entered the Davis Locker. Hello and thank you for joining us. I'm your host Chris Davis and with me, as always, the spinal to my tap, the wild stallion himself. It's Gazza D. <laughs> What's happening, brother? How are you going? Are you alright, mate? Yeah, I'm alright. Can yeah. you continue? Why? I'm just I'm just looking at your hair. Have you been <laughs> mugged or something before before uh, <laughs> the show started? <laughs> well, let's put it this way, I've I've had a Obviously, all over the country right now, everyone's in lockdown due to the coronavirus pandemic. It's obviously awful. Um, and away, you know, barbers are closed and things like that. So I haven't had anywhere to get my hair cut. So I entrusted the deed to my good lady. And uh, it was a hair experience. We'll call it. Do you want to have a look at it? Do you want to have a look? Because it's all business yeah, at the front. It's business at the front and it's party at the back. Are you ready for this? Hang on. Yeah. Take my headphones off so you can see. Here we go. Can you see that? I <laughs> <laughs> look at the side. Oh my god. I know. What do you think of that? Flipping heck. You like it? I mean, I mean, coronavirus is bad, but that is worse, mate. What? <laughs> <laughs> do you know, I'm, I'm sort of quite enjoying it. And I, I, yeah. I, 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 I thought to myself, oh no, I'm going to have to shave my hair off here. I don't fancy having a skinhead again. But then I thought, it's going to give me something to laugh at when I wake up in the morning, isn't it? So every time I look in the mirror, I'm going to laugh. So I thought, I'm just going to keep it. I'm not, I'm not, I've given up on vanity ages ago anyway. So I don't care who gives a, a toss. It's lockdown chic. Let's get it on. <laughs> but thanks, yeah. for, thanks for bringing it up, mate. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> what I'm going to do for the, uh, the thumbnail of this one, I'm just going to have the back of your head, I think. And just your new I head think you stuff. should. I think you should. I think you should. I think it's, uh, it's going to be the... Uh, Yes, the resistance to this episode, I think. Never mind the films. <laughs> Never mind the films. Never mind trying to make people feel good. They'll feel good laughing at my hair, won't they? Yeah. They'll be you it's know? bad. It's bad in lockdown, but it could be worse. Maybe we should do a poll on on the on the Facebook. Maybe we should stick it on the Facebook page. Should I shave it off or leave it like this? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, good idea. Should I shave it off? Tell me in the comments. <laughs> should I shave it off or leave it? I'm thinking leave it because I'm not really bothered. And uh, I'm enjoying the fun of it. So, uh, yeah, you know, we can't have all these luxurious silky locks like you, Ga. All right, I've got cow's licks. I've got all kinds going on with my hair. So I've got no, I had no chance anyway, you know. Well, my missus, she wanted to have a go on my hair, but I was like, no way. There's no way I'm going to do it. <laughs> Why? I was going to grow it long. When I was in uni, remember that time? I, I didn't I cut my hair for about nine months. And it got really, really long. I yeah. thought I was going like, to look like Tom Cruise from Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> Or David Beckham or something, and it Rob, just looked like kind of a uh, a butch Rob, uh, woman shot putter. Awful, it looked awful. <laughs> Heather off EastEnders. Oh mate, it was, like that, yeah. it was not great. It was not great. Anyway, haircuts aside, what are we going to do today, Gav? We're going to rock out, aren't we? That's what we're here for. We're going to rock out. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. So today, last week. We, uh, well, the other day, in fact, we looked at a couple of uh, Tom Hanks's feel-good films. We looked at Forrest Gump and Bake. It was a good, fun episode, wasn't it? 
It was. We got real good feedback. I mean, everyone's loving the uh, the uh, <laughs> low budget uh, Zoltar scene remake that we've done. I think we're gonna we're gonna extract that and have that as a standalone. We're gonna get that on YouTube as well. And we did it remotely. You know, we did we did it separately. So this is you know, there's production <laughs> value going into this guy. Production value going into this. So yeah. So today we're gonna take a look at two films that Rocky socks, aren't we? First That's one it. being yeah, yeah. the animated, uh, popular animated film Sing. And uh, the second one being one of my favourites, School of Rock. So Sing, released in 2016. It was directed, if you can kind of call it that, because it was an animated, animated film, by Garth Jennings. Rock on, Garth. <laughs> <laughs> it features the, the vocal talents of such a, a massive cast, really. It's got Matthew McConaughey in kind of the, the title role, uh, Taron Egerton, friend of the show, Scarlett Johansson, Reese Witherspoon, Seth MacFarlane, Nick Kroll, Jennifer uh, Saunders, loads of people, loads and loads of people. And it's about, there's a, a theatre uh, owner, a koala named Buster Moon. He's trying to save his theatre from financial ruin and he kind of concocts a singing competition that becomes grander than he imagined. Roll VT. If I feel that I could be certain then I would say the things I want to say to Hold it right there! Go, go, go! Ah! Ah! You were supposed to be keeping a lookout! Sorry, Dad. My theater's been going through some pretty rough times lately. So, what do I do? Quit? No. My next show is gonna be, drum roll please, a singing competition. Just think, your neighbor, the, the, the grocery store manager, that, that chicken, right there. Real talent from real life. Norman, would you please tell them what a good singer I am? Oh yeah, you were great, honey. By the way, the bathroom sink is blocked again. I'm here to win. That prize, it's mine. Everyone in the city gets a shot at being a star on my stage. This show is not going to save your theater. Maybe it's time to just move on. Come on, you know how much this means to us. You can't just sing it. You've got to show the fire and desire. The fire went out a long time ago. You are not going to believe what I did today. I am lost. I am vain. Dad, I just don't want to be in your game. I want to be a singer. How did I end up with a son like you? I'll get you out. Dad, wait. I'll get the money. I promise. I could really use some extra piano lessons. Yes, that was very bad. A defining moment in all of our lives. We're going to be spicy, no? Yeah! yeah. Don't let fear stop you from doing the thing you love. You know what's great about hitting rock bottom? There's only one way left to go, and that's up! Sing. Sweet. It's a lady in aisle six. 
So there you go, there's the trailer. Christopher, I know you love animated films. They're the top of your list. <laughs> what do you think of this one? <laughs> well, what Gaz is referring to there is I don't usually like animated films that much. It's some are, obviously some are classics. And this one, you know, to be fair, this one does have its plus points for me. I mean, when I, when I saw it, I mean, I saw it a while ago, my little lad. Uh, I thought it was okay. I, it didn't, you know, light any fires for me. But I think on a second viewing, yeah. when you watch it again, like, well, like I've, and I've recently re-watched it while we've been researching this, you know, um, I didn't give it enough credit in the first place, I don't think. I don't think I gave it enough credit. So, oh, yeah, I like it. The cast is incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, if we were, if we were scoring this in a normal trailer top trumps, you're looking at like a nine, I think. For cast wise, agreed. You know. Agreed, and and the nature of the of the film itself, it's not just the acting ability, is it? It's the singing abilities as well. Some of these guys are unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I think when I, when I watched it a second time round, is I sort of obviously after uh, um, Taron Egerton playing Elton John. Yeah. Uh, for the name of the film's escaping now. Rocket Man. Rocket Man, of course. Uh, it made me think because he sings "I'm Still Standing," and that's one of my favourite bits, which I'll get to. Uh, and he's when he plays Johnny the Gorilla. And uh, I wondered. I thought to myself, surely that was his, his audition yeah. for the film, right? Near enough, you know, because he he did it so well. Yeah. But they must, you know, that, that must have had so. It must have played into it some in some way. Him becoming Elton John in Rocket Man. Surely, surely. Yeah, you'd assume so, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and like you say, the singing performances. Because I think they all sing their parts, don't they? As well, all the actors and actresses in it. Yeah. All do the singing as well, and you know they really surprised me. Some of them. Yeah. Really did. Like uh, Reese Witherspoon is really good. Uh, McConaughey's really good. Obviously, um, uh, Scarlett Johansson is really good. Yeah. I mean, they're all really good, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I like it. It's, like I said, I don't like animated films that much, but I did I did enjoy this one. And I think the reason I enjoyed it is because it's quite relatable. Because they're sort of, yes, they're animated characters, but they're all based on quite human elements, aren't they? Like you've got, you know, the, the overworked mum in, uh, is it Rosalita or Rosita? Rosita, yeah. Rosita, and you've got uh, you know the young lad who just wants to do impress his dad. Yeah. You know, so these are all things that we can all kind of relate to, aren't they? As humans, they're anth- what's the word anthropomorphic? Yeah, that's actors, it. aren't they? So, um, so yeah, I find it quite relatable, and I like the fact that there's all these different stories that intertwine into one, and you go from there. So yeah, it is good. It is good, and it's funny. Yeah, it's one of those where I think it's under the illumination banner like the the guys who did the minions and i don't really whoa, think that they whoa whoa <laughs> illumin illumin what illumination you ripped me <laughs> i know <laughs> you ripped me for christopher christopher lambert as you say <laughs> you ripped me for it and you're coming out with illumination that's what it's from have mate. a word that's what it's from have a word oh you you tell you what have a word it's from where's Ill- the gasoline that i all right and illumination where's gasoline gone <laughs> you know <laughs> anyway go on but um but I just think those guys, they don't really... I mean, they've done a fair few films now. There must be about three or four, or maybe five, like the Despicable Me and the, the Minions films. But they don't seem to max it very well, in my opinion. So this kind of came and went. I think it had a lot of resurgence when it came out on DVD. It seemed like that's where it really kind of... I'm not going to say it's a cult classic, but that's that, that kind of... Its popularity came from when it was released on DVD. Do you know what I think the problem was with this one was that it showed all the best bits in the trailer, like yeah, they do with trailers for the most part. But for this, with all the auditions and all that kind of stuff, they showed all the best bits of it in the trailer. All the funny bits are on the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know whether that has something to do with it. And I think, you know, it depends. And I don't know off the top of my head what it was released against either. So I'm wondering if that had a factor in it, you know. But uh, but it is it is a feel-good film. 
Yeah. You know, and 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 basically you've got this cast of sort of uh, are they underdogs? Some of them underdogs. You've got you know they're all different kinds of characters, and they're all kind of converging towards this singing competition, aren't they? They're all trying to win what they think is a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to a well-placed uh, typo from a falling eye. There's <laughs> a sentence I never thought I'd say today. <laughs> but but um, um, one of my favourites is like the the characters. I think are pretty well developed because it, it is such a big cast. You kind of there's a lot of areas where they thought or they potentially could have thought to themselves. We'll try and skim down the backstories, but and I think that's why it is relatable. That's a good point what you said because they've taken the time to kind of tell everyone's backstory. Yeah. So why why is it a feel good film, guy? Why are we telling people watch this? It'll make you feel good. Why? Tell me your favorite bit that makes you feel good. I think um, the whole kind of arc of the story is good. I mean, this guy Buster Moon, the koala. He's obviously he's had this um, theater in generation to generation. It's kind of got to him. Obviously, theater itself is kind of gone down in popularity with other things that are competing against it. But this guy is like trying to think of like the next best thing. But um, I think my favourite standout bit is the auditions. I mean, most of it, as you say, was shown in the trailers. But um, yeah, I love it. And I think we've got a, a clip here, haven't we? Are we going to show it now? We have, yeah. Let's have a look. Yes. People say, yo, Humpty, you're really funny looking. That's all right, because I get things cooking. Working on to fast. So there you go, a couple of the, uh, uh, what would you call them? Would you call them auditions? <laughs> well, yeah, some of them didn't make the cut, I think. <laughs> they were not called back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't call us, we'll call you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I mean, the auditions are really good. Um, I think my favourite bit of the film is, is the, the culmination of it, really. And I'm sorry for any, any spoilers, you know, we apologise. But we are going off the proviso that you've seen the film, you know, or that you should see it anyway. And um, I think mine is, I like Johnny's story. You know what I'm like when it comes yeah. to a father-son schmaltzy bit of cheesiness. I love it. <laughs> I lap it up, don't I? You know I do. And um, I like his arc. And I also like, um, I like Ash's arc. Uh, Scarlett Johansson plays a porcupine called Ash who's kind of in a, she's in like a, ba a band with a boyfriend, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. And she kind of wants to take the lead a bit. 
and he, he's not having it and then he meets another woman or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I like the bit for me that I really, really like and the bit that makes me go, yeah, is when Ash is doing her solo number in the end performances and the horrible bank woman or whatever she is comes and unplugs her guitar just as she's getting into it. And she's playing an original song of hers and then uh, instead of sort of just stopping, she just begins like stamping her foot. I'm getting the crowd going. I'm like, yes. And I'm like, go on, Ash, give it some. <laughs> and I sort of, and that's what I, I found myself just sort of like getting into it, you know, and, and kind of, and I'm into the yeah, film yeah. at this point anyway, but that's what I found myself really kind of rooting for. Her. And did you know, I read up that porcupines actually do stamp their feet when they're scared or when they're nervous. Wow. So, that's but then she like smashes it out of the park then, doesn't she? And, uh, yeah. and a Scarlett Johansson singing, and, it's, and that's fantastic. So that's my favourite bit. And also, like you said, the I'm still standing bit with Johnny the Gorilla. I relate to Johnny the Gorilla. I get called a gorilla by you. <laughs> uh, or ape. Gorilla, ape, uh, monkey boy, whatever. A lot of them, uh, because unfortunately, um, anatomically, if that's the right word, gorilla-esque in, in shape. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but I really like uh, Johnny's story. And when he's, when he's playing the piano after his... His dad's ended up in prison because obviously Johnny went to the audition rehearsal, whatever yeah. it was, whilst he was supposed to be the getaway driver and they ended up getting caught. And then the dad's watching it from prison and he's like, that's my son, that's my boy. <laughs> and, I, and I love that bit. And then he rips the wall out. Because you would as a dad, you'd rip the wall out of the prison. You'd do anything you could just to get there and see your boy play, wouldn't you? So uh, that bit for me as well, that's, that's a feel-good bit for me. Yeah, I think the whole ending is like obviously the uh, the theater kind of gets collapsed, doesn't it? He's, they've got um, like a the backdrop. They've got is it like those bioluminescent um, octopus as the, um, the kind of the backlighting, and that explodes, and it pretty much knocks down the theater. So it's like that's it. Buster's dreams are in ruins, but they still put on the show, and yeah, it's like oh yeah, come on, and then all the songs, they're all feel good songs, they're all upbeat, and they're really good. But um, Gunther, he, he he's my favorite, the pig Gunther. <laughs> he's, he's got I in think that jumpsuit that great gold jumpsuit I think he's got a few of your moves in the locker guy I think he's co copied a couple yeah. of your grooves pal isn't he? <laughs> but I think you know it's, it's one of those films where you know what's going to happen you know that they're going to come good yeah. in the end and there's nothing wrong with that is there you know there's nothing wrong with yeah. that and I think like that's the sort of sometimes the essence of a feel good film is, is kind of watching it all the way through thinking well, it's going to come good. It's going to come good in the end. and So you never sort of really get down into the trough, do you? You always sort of sit in the middle yeah. ground and then just take the peak. So uh, I think that's, you know, I think that's the essence of it and that's all you need, really, especially for a kid's film. Yeah. One thing I was kind of surprised about, this was released in 2016, but you kind of think back about these singing competitions. I'm surprised it took so long for someone to kind of jump on the bandwagon and take it as a premise. It was like, over here, um, Pop Idol was released in 2001. So that was kind of what kicked it all off. Um, America's Got Talent was 2006, I think. So it's taken almost like a decade for someone to go, actually, this is a good idea for a film. And, and generally, people jump on the bandwagon, that kind of thing, especially so how popular those things are. And in, in some respects, because it's happened so much later than those those things at their height of their popularity, I think that's another reason why it wasn't an absolute yeah, blockbuster at the box office. Plus, I mean, I was, like you say, with that familiar with these shows now and this kind of format, I was thinking, when are Ant and Deck and Dermot O'Leary going to pop up? Yeah. <laughs> like in cartoon form, just pop up. Oh, I'll reach. How's it going? You know, I was thinking they were going to pop up. That was my Geordie, by the way, not the best. But uh, I was thinking they were going to pop up at some point. But... Uh, yeah, obviously they didn't. But yeah, we're so familiar with these shows and we've had so many kind of 
I mean, I'm not a fan of them. I find them a bit mean and cruel. I'll be honest. I don't like. Yeah. I know most people, you know, and I have done myself. Like I laugh at the audition bits because, like, they let on all the. You see some people who just they shouldn't be there. You know what I mean? And they're doing daft stuff. <laughs> they're singing terribly, and. When I found out that they actually see these people beforehand and they vet them and then let them go on, knowing that they're gonna kind of, yeah. you know, embarrass themselves for want of a better word, I saw it put me, it pushed me off. I'm not a big fan of it. It's a bullying for me. But uh, this yeah, is supposed no, to be I feel agree. good, so I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> it's supposed to be a feel good film, <laughs> so I'll stop being such a like stick in the mud now. Uh, all right, then. So let's let's just. Are we gonna finish this one off? Are we gonna finish this sing film? I'll tell you what. We'll say. Is. My little boy, who's nearly six, doesn't actually like it. Does he not? No, he's not bothered. Because <laughs> no I was trying to say to him like for the last week, like, should we uh, put Sing on, pal? And he's like, no, Dad. <laughs> nah. Loves the minions and stuff yeah. and the other things in the uh, Illumination stable. Have a word. Good pronunciation. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, he loves that. He loves minions. He absolutely adores them. And I think they're hilarious films. But yeah, he's not into this one. So... Whether all the kids on lockdown are going to love it, I don't know. I think so. Give it a go. Why not? It's not on any streaming sites what? for free, is it? That's what I was going to say. I'm surprised. I mean, obviously, Disney Plus is out. So maybe people are thinking, right, well, let's give everyone a bit of time to get on with Disney Plus. And when they're kind of exhausted with that, we'll bring it out. But it's hard to find, isn't it? That's one of the issues. So should we, should we cap it there? Yeah, that was Sing. Yeah. It is a good feel-good film. If you want to watch it with the kids, do it because they'll enjoy it probably, unlike my son. But he is a bit grouchy like me, so don't use us as any kind of benchmark. <laughs> and I, I mean, genetically, he might be predisposed to not liking animation that much. So who knows? Uh, right, so Maybe. let's move on to the next film. The next film we're taking a look at is the Jack Black classic School of Rock. Let's take a look at the trailer. with the rent by the end of the week he's out of here you wake me up for that come on dewey finn would have sold his soul for rock and roll but nobody oh. was buying oh. you're an embarrassment you're out maybe it's time to give up those dreams don't you miss rocking out you're not a teacher ned you're the cross-dressing incubus from maggot death dewey i'm not a satanic sex god anymore i'm a sub and soon i'll be a certified teacher I'm the principal here at Horace Green Prep, and we need somebody to start immediately. Mm -hmm. So how much are we talking here? Six fifty a week. Hello, this is Ned Schneebly. Everyone, I'd like to introduce Miss Dunham's substitute. This is Mr. Schneebly. All right, look, I've got a hangover. Who knows what that means? Doesn't that mean you're drunk? No. It means I was drunk yesterday. Now, at the most prestigious prep school in the country. Yes, Tinkerbell. That poster charts everyone's performance. Where the students are rewarded for following the rules. What kind of a sick school is this? He's going to teach them a lesson. There will be no gold stars or demerits. That will rock their world. It's called Rock Band. Is this a school project? It will go on your permanent record. Hello, Harvard, yo. You, what's your name? Zach. You ever play electric guitar? My dad won't let me. Zach, do not walk away from me when I'm talking to you. What makes you mad more than anything in the world? No allowance. Chores. Bullies. All you bullies get out of my way, because I am really ticked off. 
Mr. Schneebly, just wanted to say, that was a really cool lesson today. Oh, thanks, dude. All they wanted was an education. They're going to laugh at me. You have an incredible singing voice. People are going to dig you, I swear. Okay. What they got... Clear. ...was a revolution. I've just been informed that all of your children are missing. And if you were to be a teacher... Jack Black... <laughs> ...the School of Rock. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. So there you go. That was the trailer for School of Rock. And I think it's pretty safe to say I, lo I love this film. Yeah, what do you think? Oh, I absolutely love it. It's so good. Great, isn't it? And I sometimes I forget about it. And I always come back to it. And I'm like, yeah. this is ace. I don't know why this is not in my like, top 10 yeah. comedies of yeah. all time. It's yeah. class. And we, and we say this quite a lot, but it's one of those films where if you're flicking through the TV or whatever, and even if you're halfway through, if it's halfway through near finish, you just think, I'll stick it on anyway. Because yeah. you can always just get straight into it. It doesn't require any build-up. Straight into the story, which is... So Jack Black stars as uh, Dewey Finn. And now he's in a band called No Vacancy. And they're pretty posery, pretty rubbish. And he's kind of a bit of a... He's the black sheep of the group, isn't he, really? He's like yeah. over the top, kind of like, yeah! Like full-on like metalhead-type rock. And they're not into that. They want to be more kind of melodic rock. So they kick him out of the band. Then uh, his... Is, his, is he his roommate or is he sort of logical? His roommate, yeah, yeah. yeah. Roommate, <laughs> so his, Mike White plays his roommate called Ned Schneebly. Now, Mike White is the writer of the film as well. And uh, basically, uh, he's on to Dewey saying, look, you know you owe me money, I need, need your rent and this kind of thing. And Dewey's kind of thinking, well, I ain't got, I'm not in the band no more, he hasn't got any kind of prospects or anything. And what happens is one day, uh, Ned, who is a, a teacher, gets a call from a school asking him to be a substitute teacher. And Dewey basically pretends to be Ned and acts as an imposter, goes to the school to pretend to be a substitute teacher. And then the kind of chaos ensues as he gets the kids into uh, rock music and all that kind of thing and starts up a band. <laughs> called The School of Rock. So that's kind of the plot in a nutshell, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. You know, and then what, what happens then from then on is they, he develops his band with the kids in the school and then they want to enter a, a competition. Uh, it, what's it called? Battle of the Bands or something, isn't Battle it? You know? bands, yeah, yeah. And as luck would have it, his old band are also in the competition. <laughs> so he wants to beat them. You know, he wants to become a success. It's a, a strange, strange film in, in, in many ways, I think, when you rewatch it sometimes because you think... We do gloss over the fact that he just impersonates someone else to just be around a ton of kids. <laughs> yeah. just like, you know, do his own thing kind of thing. And you think of like the legal implications of it, like, Jesus, this is terrifying, you know. <laughs> so go on, guy, why is it a feel good film for you? Straight off the bat, the first thing I love is the opening titles when they're kind of no vacancies playing and they're kind of walking through the bar, they're going through various corridors, and it's like on the back of the, the guy's um, jacket, it's like Paramount Pictures, and then on every poster, it's like produced by the, the director, Richard Linklater, and then some of the cast all the way through, it's like, oh, just so well done, so well done, straight off the bat. You know it's going to be a classy, they put put a lot of kind of time and uh, design into this, straight off the bat, love yeah. it. Well I, mean, well, I mean, like Richard Linklater, he's a five-time Oscar-nominated director. You know, yeah. he was Oscar-nominated for and, and, and writer for... Uh, uh, before midnight and before is it before sunset before sunrise yeah, i think so yeah i can't remember what's my notes say before sunset before midnight yeah and, and boyhood which is a fantastic film if you've not seen it watch boyhood it's not a feel good as such but it's a really really good film uh so yeah you know he's there's a, a director on board there that kind of 
knows what he's doing. Yeah. You know, and, and, and is known for this kind of, you know, he's known for having a varied career. He did a, um, a Scanner Darkly, uh, Dazed and Confused, the classic sort of stoner comedy drama thing, you know, Dazed and Confused. And, and I think um, what, I, what I love about it is, is this, it's such an easy watch and there's so many moments in it where, like you say, we do gloss over the bit about Jack Black imposing and going into a school as a complete stranger and being around kids because he's Jack Black and for me, sometimes he's quite annoying, but he's not in this. I know what you mean, yeah. I think there's two films where, or maybe three, where he doesn't really annoy me. Is this one, uh, The Holiday, which I love, uh, and King Kong, he's not, he's not that annoying in either. But um, but they're the only ones. Usually, he kind of annoys me quite a bit, Jack Black. But um, but yeah, in this yeah. one, I find him quite watchable. But he's just being Jack Black in this, isn't he? He's not really. It's not stretch for him. He's just being exactly. himself, isn't he? Pretty yeah. much. And and yeah. that's that's one of the things I think this is his best performance because he is just being Jack Black. Like you say, I, I quite like him in Tropic Thunder. That kind of character. He's on. He's um, kind of on a come down from drugs, so he's quite frenetic and it plays well to his character. But in this, and it's just. I think the dialogue, the way that Mike White has put this together and just kind of letting Jack Black do his thing, the, the dialogue and the ad-libbing from Jack Black is just so good. Just some of the way he goes on and when he's... Um, I love that scene where he's assigning names to all of the kids. It's like, on guitar, it's Zack Attack. <laughs> on bass, it's Boss Posh Spice. On the drums, it's Spazzy McGee. <laughs> <laughs> Lead guitar. Zack Attack, take a seat. On bass, Posh Spice. On keyboards, Mr. Cool. And on drums, Spazzy McGee. Okay, Blondie, Braceface, you're singing back. All right, tough guy, shortstop, fancy pants, get over here. You guys are on security detail. Your job is to make sure no one outside this room knows what we're doing in here. The future of the band depends on you. Okay, your first mission, soundproofing this room. Get on it. Can I be the band stylist instead? Of course you can, Fancy Pants. Okay. Carrot Top, Roadrunner, Turkey Sub. We are gonna have a lot of equipment. We're talking amps, electric guitars, maybe even lasers, and smoke machines. Now, your job is to master the transportation and operation of this technology. Seriously, without a first-rate roadie crew, we'll never have a psychedelic show. And I can't live with that, okay? I'm counting on you. Get going. Go. All right. You three. Groupies. And your job is simple. Just worship the band. <laughs> oh, man, it's just I so agree. funny. That, that's what I'm about. That when he... When he first sees them, he sees them in their classical music class, doesn't he? And they're all playing their classical instruments, you know. Um, Zach is playing the classical guitar. I think uh, uh, the girl on, uh, is playing the cello, the bassist is playing the cello, yeah. and et cetera, et cetera. And um, then the next day he comes in and he sort of all pulls them all up on it, doesn't he? And he says, you know, yeah. Zach, you play guitar, da, da, da. and then he gets the instruments and he gives them to him. And you can see there that there's loads of ad-libbing in that scene. Yeah. As you can tell by the reactions of the kids, like um, Robert Sai, who plays, uh, is it Lawrence, is the, the kid Lawrence, on the keyboards, yeah. isn't it? When, when he's talking to him and he's like, you know, you've got magic in them fingers and all this kind of stuff, uh, or whatever he says, I can't remember the exact quote. 
but you can see on his face that he's trying not to laugh all the time yeah. <laughs> because it's just clearly like a completely impromptu and they kind of say right jack just kind of go wild and go for it you know and have fun with it and um yeah that's that's probably i'm torn between the ending and that scene as my favorite sort of feel good moments from it yeah but i think there's there's one bit in the ending that i'll I'll talk about in a minute that i think just just nicks it for me ah, okay but i love that bit because they they start in the classroom and they, they, he's playing smoke on the water and what makes me laugh is is at this point it's quite selfish from the dewey finn character isn't it because he just wants these kids to just be his backing <laughs> band he's not bothered <laughs> about any kind of, you know, rites of passage for them or any kind of, you know, coming of age uh, wonders or glories for the kids or anything like that. He's just like, I need a band. These kids can play. I need to, like, have them behind me so I can just massively ham it up and live out my dream kind of thing. Yeah. You know, in this massively illegal setting. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, go on. What, sorry, but I'm, I'm rambling, rambling on a bit here. But what's, what's your favourite bit in it? So, yeah, that is my favourite bit. And... I'm not sure what you're going to say about the old the the ending, but <clears throat> I'm not convinced that the 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 actual song that they use is that good. That's a kind of a little bit of a low point for me because it's like you're hearing all of this fantastic rock music all the way through. It's got like ACDC, Led Zeppelin, Cream, and those types of things, and then the song at the end is just a bit. Oh, it's all right, but it's a bit of a downer for me. <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, what it's written by. Remember, though, you've got to remember it's supposed to be written by one of the kids, Zach. So it's not going to be, you know, the greatest song in the world. It's got it's rock's got no reason. I think it's called, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I think it's called that. But I I really like it because if you think about it, what they did with it, the song is quite clever because it's got loads of different elements from some of the bands that they've referenced in the in in the film. Like it's a bit like ACDC style riffage in there. There's like mad, you know, drum solos and. And I think it's just a way of showing off the kids' different talents. And that's the bit that I really like, the bit that is the, the, probably the feel-good moment in it for me is when they're playing and then Jack Black does his inevitable Jack Black solo and he's like, doing all this stuff. And then Tamika, who's the girl who, who's the amazing singer, like yeah. comes in and like just nails this like a massive sort of entrance, if you will. It's not a massive note. It's just kind of the way she comes in and just this massive voice comes out of this kid. And that's the bit for me, it's just like, oh, and there's a bit of a hairs on your neck moment because it's like, right, Jack, get, Jack, get out of the way. Everyone wants to see how good the kids are going to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, and that's, that's the bit for me that I just think, oh, it's wicked. And then you see her parents, and then yeah. obviously like Zach has his solo bit, Lawrence has his solo bit, Spazzy McGee, uh, I can't remember his, his actual character name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Spazzy McGee has his drum solo, everyone's singing, all the lights are really good. You've got the kid who's the bodyguard just getting along in the back, you know. And, <laughs> and I think, yeah, you know, the culmination of it. And very similar to Sing, you know, in a lot of ways. You know, you've got a group of, uh, what would you call them? Um, some, some sometimes reluctant heroes or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, all, yeah. Trying to get to this one competition, and they're very, like I said, they're very similar films in a way. Yeah. It's just the delivery and the delivery and the journey is slightly different, isn't it? But um, yeah, a great cast in this as well. I was going to say, yeah, fantastic cast, and everyone does their job fantastic well. I mean, I've I've seen a, a fair few movies like this where you have a lot of ch child actors, and I'm not having to go with child actors because I know it's difficult. Because I mean, we for our prelude, we got my little girl. I mean, she was pretty good at it. I was quite surprised, but I was like. I felt well loads of pressure. I was like, what if she starts messing about? But I thought all of the kids were were fantastic. All of them seemed to be spot on and, and just know what to do. And obviously a young Miranda Cos 
Grove, who's gone on to become iCarly. Not that I've really seen that, but I know it's absolutely huge. And you can kind of tell at such a young age, she was destined for, for something big. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. And, 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 and from some of the other kids, you'd think they were, but I think she was really the only one that went on to any yeah. kind of fame afterwards, wasn't she, I think? Yeah, I've seen some of them, and they didn't even act after this film. Mm. I think Zach ended up uh, in trouble with the law. The guy, uh, Joey Gados Jr., I think his name is, he right. ended up in trouble with the law, you know, in true rock style. <laughs> and maybe, it's Jack Black, maybe it's Jack Black's fault, I don't know. <laughs> you know? But, um, but yeah, and you've got uh, Joan Cusack in it. That's another good moment for me, when she's uh, on about Edge of 17, Stevie Nicks, and you can hear yeah. you listen to Edge of 17 in the background, and all that for us. When, she, when it's clear that she's cool in some ways, but she's still sort of you know, straight, lay, stiff upper lip, headmistress. Yeah. But, you know, there's always that kind of other side to it. You know, there's that wild side that Dewey kind of discovers, you know. And I like the bits in the canteen with the other teachers as well. Those bits are really fun, you know, where they... Is it Lawrence comes up and says, you're the man or something like that? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and... My, uh, other, my other little niggle with that scene, you know, I'm just gutted that they didn't get... Um, for the gym teacher, um, the, the other guy from Tenacious D... It was like, it was him, other than it wasn't him, if you yeah, know what I mean. Like him, didn't it? <laughs> it does look like him. Sarah Silverman is in it. Yeah. Very annoying. Uh, I mean, she's a sort of Marmite character anyway, isn't she, in, in real life? You either love her or you hate her. I quite like her. I think she's quite funny. Yeah. Uh, some of the things she says are a bit... But um, I think some of her work's been pretty good. But yeah, she's so annoying in this film. Yeah. So annoying. Because obviously, Ned Schneebly, the Mike, Mike White character, he's like the most... The nicest, most kind of easy to like guy in the world, isn't he? You know what I mean? He's such a forgiving yeah, yeah. person towards Dewey and that kind of thing. You know, he even he doesn't even seem that bothered when he when it all transpires that Dewey's been pretending to be him, and he could have been in a world of trouble. He's not even that bothered. And uh, and I think another good moment about the end, obviously Mike White, who plays Ned, is the writer of the film, and I think um, you can see on his face in the when you see him in the crowd at the end, and he's and he's smiling and watching the kids on stage. I think you can see there that this is how he imagined it. Yeah. When he wrote it, this is what he wanted. And I think you're looking at a happy writer there. I think you're looking at a guy yeah. who's like, this is exactly what I wanted because more often than not, that does not happen for writers in films. It's never quite what they imagined, you know. So I think uh, when you see him in the, in the crowd and he, you see the look on his face, I think that's quite a cool moment for me. And that was only something I noticed when I watched it the other day. Mm. It was the first time I sort of really kind of paid any heed to it. And... Um, it's quite nice. So when you watch, if you watch it again, have a look. You see him, and you can see that he's really chuffed with it. He's really Agreed. pleased with it. So yeah. So I think um, for me, it's a much better film than Sing. Yeah, no, I know we're not. I know we're not comparing them. I know we're not comparing them. But there's so many good moments in this. Like, I mean, let's go back to the the sort of post credit scene where they're yeah. all doing the uh, the singing and. In, in his newly formed like rock school thing that he's got you know yeah. like it's just great isn't it and yeah. have you seen have you seen the reunion footage have you seen no. when they did a reunion when they're all kind of like grown up and stuff now no. yeah they did a reunion they did a reunion in a, in a club somewhere and they basically just did a live performance of uh, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll they did a, a live performance of that and kind of Jack Black just is just Jack Black again yeah. and like you say he's, he's being himself there and there's no difference between Dewey Finn and Jack Black whatsoever. But have a look for it, it's on YouTube. Uh, it's something like the, I think it's a 10 year reunion maybe. 
We'll find it. We'll yeah, stick a link in the in the description. Yeah, have a look. It's fa it's fantastic, and they're all still playing the instruments. You know, Joey Gatos is a wicked solo. Uh, Spazzy McGee does an amazing drum solo and they all take their turns singing and it's, it's just great and it's really really good and all the cast are there and uh, it's, a, it's a real good watch especially if you're a fan of the film you know so so my, my well my two takeaways are for this I love a film that's got a battle of the bands in we've always got this partially in Back to the Future um, Bill and Ted that's all what that's about isn't it Revenge of the Nerds, Scott Pilgrim, all those types of things where there's a battle of the bands. It's like, yes, come on, battle of the bands. And also, this is a kind of a, um, a scavenger hunt for anyone out there. So the guy who um, replaces Jack Black, I think his name's Spider, isn't he? Or something uh, like that, I can't in, remember. In, in, in No Vacancy. Yeah. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's Spider. I think it's Spider. Hold on. Anyway, what I want is on the last, in the battle of the bands, he's got like this leather type top on it's just the, the arms and just the top so if anyone can find that let me know because i'm going to buy it and i'll wear it for the next episode wow i, mean, I think i would suit one. that down to a t you make one i got i got some spare bin bags i think i can sort it out with a bin bag and a prit stick no problem can make it happen expect it in the post yeah that's that's some top that in it that's oh, unbelievable oh they, and they're such a they see they're such a this the baddies in this, even though they're not really baddies, so you got like Sarah Silverman, and then his old band. Yeah, they're not they're not doing anything kind of villainous, or but they're really annoying. Yeah, they are really annoying. That's the beauty of the film is you root for Dewey Finn and you root for the kids so much, and because of the way the story goes, and you kind of just think, oh, this is so cool. I wish this was what it was like for me in school. I'd I'd have loved this, you know, blah blah blah. You know, being a guitar player and all that kind of stuff. I'd have loved it. You know, but um, the the baddies in it are so kind of a non-event, but they're still really, really annoying when they're on yeah. screen. <laughs> like Spider, even though he's kind of like, all right, Spider, he's one of the all right ones, isn't he, out of that? Yeah, yeah. It's the main guy, uh, Theo, that's annoying. Yeah. But um, even so, even every time they're on screen, I'm like, ah, oh, you douchebags. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or Sarah Silverman, you're just like, oh, shut up. Just shut yeah. up. Stop moaning at him. Stop moaning, this is mate. Leave him alone. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for me, it's in terms of like family, good family films, good feel good family film, it's definitely, it's top, it is top 10, like you said. Yeah. It's, you know, we got a lot of films coming up in this feel good series, but, uh, and we're trying to do a sort of different angle each time, aren't we? That's it, yeah. You know, but. Um, but this is up there, like in, in, in any genre, I think, in any style, in any context, whatever. It's just one of those films that you can watch again and again and again. Agreed. Agreed. So talking about that, we'll, we'll, we'll end it there. What are we doing next week? Or in a couple of days' time? We're trying to do these, I don't know, every Monday, Thursday type thing. I mean, obviously yeah. we're in quarantine lockdown, so please don't have a go at us if it doesn't stay as regular as that. But that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> So yeah, um, yeah in, in, a, in a couple yeah. of days we'll we'll have another one. So, but what what are we going for next time? Well, it's a bit of a space theme, a bit of a uh, out of this world theme. Gaff for the next one, we're going for ET, the classic ET, one of the greatest films ever made, I think, and yeah. uh, The Martian, starring Matt Damon. Yeah. So you know we'll take a look at those two. So if you if if you if you're watching this now, go and watch them before we do it. 
and you'll probably know more than us about it. So uh, <laughs> you can leave us, let us know in the comments or get on social media. Remember, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter on at the Davis Locker on social media. You can also listen to this as a podcast if you want. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. It's not bad, is it? Fantastic. And we've also got a lovely little website, www.thedavislocker.com. On there, you'll find news, reviews, a little bit of information about me and him, kind of everything that we put together is all on there. Go and check it out. Probably some links to some uh, reputable hairdressers. <laughs> I might put them on there. <laughs> put them on. Do you want to see it just before we go? Shall I show you again? Go on. Do you want another look? Just, just so you can really get it. I mean, I could even probably come closer to the camera and give you a real good good sense of what's going on. <laughs> you see that? Yeah. See that? Yeah. <laughs> i tell you what. I'm going to be in so much trouble. I, I think it's... I like it. You know, whatever. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> da, 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 keep a digging. Keep digging. You, in fact, you're like one of the people at the start and the additions of Britain's Got Talent. Like the funny people that they bring out. That's why I look at yeah. Oh, God. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're also in trouble. So <laughs> now you're going to get some stick too. Uh, anyway. That about wraps it up for this week, doesn't it? It does indeed. Yeah, there you go. So, go watch some feel-good films. If the lockdown is tough on you, just keep going. You know, we'll hopefully be on the other side of it soon. Look after yourselves. Stay safe. Let's clap for our carers on Thursday. I love doing that. Do you love that? I love it, yeah. Absolutely I mean, love it. I mean, it. obviously, Gaz's, Gaz's better half is part of the NHS, so um, it's a big thing for you, isn't it, mate? Yes, we had someone, someone at the end of the street, a couple of doors down, had um, uh, a pot and pan the other day. They were well going for it, loving yeah. it. <laughs> Giving it the pot and pan. So, hey, do you know what, right? We had a couple in, in, in my street doing that. But I haven't, I, haven't got the, I haven't had the guts yet to really bust out like anything more than a kind of, you know, regal. <laughs> and a couple of, I've, I've, I've stretched to a couple of whoops because I'm quite reserved in, in a lot of ways with this kind of stuff. But I'm gonna. Th- I think I'm gonna give it some absolute beans on Thursday. I'm gonna give it some welly because I've been thinking well, what... to myself. I'm like, I keep thinking to myself, shall I get get an amp, get one of my amps, and just like put it in the garden and just give it some. I was just know. about to say, you need to do that. Get your little lad on the drums. It'd be perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, but um, look after yourself. Stay safe. Uh, this has been the Davis Locker. This is the Feel Good Film Series. We will see you in a couple of days with. E.T., The Extraterrestrial, and The Martian. Uh, Watch the films if you haven't seen them. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you soon. Be excellent to each other. See ya. (laughs) 